Hey guys, I know most of you know that I'm not a big fan of erg mode on the trainer. I much prefer the athlete to be in resistance mode and a half to actually control the wattage. Biggest thing people will say is, oh, well, it's nice. I can just set it and forget it. And I understand that we have a lot of things going on in life and it's nice to be able to multitask. The biggest issue that I have is that number one, then when people go out on the road, they find it much more difficult to control the watts because they've been riding on erg mode for three months indoors. And that sort of, you have to recalibrate everything in your head. They go over, you know, rollers and they can't put out power going downhill because they're not used to shifting the gears. Um, the other thing is that I'm noticing more and more is that everyone's cadence is dropping. And I had an athlete who was doing some longer 20 minute intervals and naturally right in the beginning, you can see the cadence right around 90. It slowly declines towards the end of the first one. He's at 70. The second one starts lower at 75 and is finishing around 66. That's not natural at all. And clearly muscling the bike and really just way too much force on the knees, um, especially because he is in the gym lifting heavy. This coincides with the fact that when a lot of athletes and this <laughs> this actual mini pod came before another one I was going to post, when you are lifting heavy in the gym, a lot of times you'll notice that your cadence starts to drop 5, 10 RPMs naturally. You're used to pushing these big heavy loads. You get on the bike and you need to remind yourself to spin and that's why we have very occasionally cadence drills where I don't do these a ton and these are actually workouts that most athletes skip and mail in because they don't see a power requirement. They only see cadence and I've really tried to be more, not strict, but adamant about them understanding why this will be beneficial. So we'll start by doing a uh, underspeed one, so high torque, a big gear. Then go do an overspeed one where you're shooting for 105 to 115 RPMs. It's really high, it doesn't sound that high, but when you're trying to hold that for 10 minutes, let's say, it's tough in the first couple times you might be kind of bouncing on the bike but engage your core and work on it and challenge your neuromuscular system to put out the cadence and don't worry about watts then when you go back to normally riding an endurance pace or even tempo you're going to find that your cadence ticks back up you know in the high 80s 90s but really more so wherever you naturally normally ride if you weren't lifting so get the benefits of lifting, but also keep your cadence in check to what truly is natural, to what you're really gonna be riding with when you are racing and doing longer rides in the spring and summer. Now, you could say, well, Brendan, I know you're a fan of high torque. I'm a big fan of high torque for certain athletes, definitely mountain bikers, definitely bigger diesel guys that are FTP-based. Um, you know, reduction in VLA max is a big thing now that a lot of people are talking about and high torque is good for that. You need to be careful when you do it though, because it can put stress on the knees and this type of high torque is clearly not the goal of the workout because it's not naturally happening. I'm not saying, Hey, go do 10 minutes at 60 RPM. He's falling to 60 RPM because he can only muscle the wattages with that style of cadence. So 
I just really don't like erg mode in this situation. I know you're gonna find times when erg mode's gonna help you fit your training into your life, and I'm okay with that. That the two things, life off the bike and life on the bike, have to mesh really well. But this type of erg mode is when problems creep in, and you really need to say to yourself, okay, you know what? I'm not gonna do three by 20, I'm gonna do two by 20, I'm gonna take it off erg mode, and I'm gonna focus on this. Now you've got another free 20 minutes in your life, do the other things you have to do, but this can really, and this is one of those problems that, yeah, you're not gonna notice the first time. You're probably not gonna notice it the fourth time. Three weeks down the road, this happens, and you're like, man, my freaking IT band's really tight, or man, something that's connecting to my knee. It's not always, when you have a knee pain, it's not your knee joint. It's something's pulling the wrong way. You've really put stress on, maybe if you're not lifting you know, a tendon ligament, something else that is now out of whack, and we're all connected. So be really careful, and ask yourself if you're using erg mode, is this still natural? Is this applicable to the road? Is this the point of the training session? If you don't know, ask your coach, ask your friend, ask somebody. Just don't get injured indoors. You know, you want to stay safe, get through these winter months so that, excuse me, when spring comes around, excuse me, uh, when spring comes around, you're ready to rip it. You've put in your work and you're going to have a great 2021 ahead. Let's get it.